Welcome to BSD Talk number 67. It's Thursday, September 21, 2006. In the news, FreeBSD has released their first beta of version 6.2. All right, now on to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Dan Langell, and welcome to the podcast. G'day, Will. Good to talk to you again. And the main reason I wanted to speak with you today was because many listeners have asked me about backup strategies for the BSDs. And I know that you do some work on one particular backup system. But before delving into that, why don't we talk a little bit again about who you are, just a a brief introduction, although I have interviewed you before, and what you do. My name is Dan Langell. I'm a software developer. I live in Ottawa. Uh, I've been involved with FreeBSD since 1998. I run a couple of big websites related to FreeBSD, uh, namely the FreeBSD Diary, which is a large collection of how-to guides, and I run Fresh Ports. Non-BSD people will be familiar with Fresh Meat, and Fresh Ports is fresh meat for the FreeBSD ports tree and the main difference between it and fresh meat is that fresh ports is 100% automated. It parses the CVS commit logs and builds up the database from there. I also run BSDCAN, a very popular BSD conference held here in Ottawa. Uh, we just had our third annual conference, and 2007 will be the fourth. So, backups on computer systems. Everyone knows that they're important, but not everybody does them. There are some traditional backup utilities for Unix and Unix-like operating systems, so we should probably touch on those first. The one that comes to mind first is Dump. Dump is widely reported to be the most consistent thing you can do, and it's good if you're dumping from one file system and back onto the same file system but it's not very good if you're going to another file system. Say you've backed up one machine and you want to restore to another machine, you can run into problems if it's not the same type of disk or the same size and things like that. And it's also not very portable. I don't believe you can take a dump from one operating system and restore it on another. I'm not positive about that. I could well be wrong. There are other traditional backup tools, such as TAR and then just rsync. The main problems that I have with TAR is that the the options for TAR vary from one operating system to another. It's great if all you're doing is backing up one machine and restoring on the same machine or staying within the same OS, but if you have a multitude of platforms such as Windows, Linux, BSD, Solaris, you could run into problems using one tool from one OS when you have to restore to another OS. The problem I have with RSync is that also it's very good. It provides a mirror. There are tools to take snapshots of RSync, but again, I don't think it's as good as having a dedicated backup solution. Personally, I'll use RSync if I have to sync up a very large file over a network, 
but then I, I, I back that file up in addition to doing the RSync. A lot of people will set up a secure shell and then do SCP from one machine to another. That, in my opinion, is really good if you've only got a small number of files and a few computers, but once you get into a sizable network and you have machines that, that ha have to be backed up on a regular basis and you have to make sure it's done, then it's time to go to a, a proper full-blown backup solution and power dump and stuff like that. Don't cut it when compared to other solutions. How complicated of a network or how many systems do you back up? At the moment, I have one Bacula server and about, I think, from memory, 10, 10 servers that I back up every day. Eight of them, I think, are here at home, and two of them are out on the Internet. Uh, so I back them up over, over untrusted networks using OpenSSL. Well, the, the software uses OpenSSL for the communication side of it. I sort of think I have more more systems out over the Internet that I'm backing up, so it may, it may be three or four over the Internet that I back up. Could you describe the point where you perhaps were starting with TAR or DUMP or those traditional systems and, and when mm. you moved over to a more complicated backup strategy? My initial backup solutions was a, a cron job. That cron job would run every day, and it would tear up the files that I wanted to back up, and then it would SCP those files to a central location. That worked well, and it was great, but if I needed to get a file from a certain time or a certain date or something, it, it got awkward. And I started running out of disk space on the server that I was backing everything up to. This was shortly after I'd moved from Wellington, New Zealand, back to Ottawa, and I was still in charge of some machines back in Wellington, and I needed to back them up, and I couldn't back them up locally, so they had to come over the Internet. I started looking at Amanda, and friends of mine suggested it and said, here, this is what you can do. I was partway through deploying it when I was talking about my setup with someone on IRC, and they said, well, why don't you look at Bacula? Have a look at it. And I started looking at it, and the things that I liked about Bacula were enough for me to abandon my Amanda installation before it was even deployed and start up with Bacula. And the first thing I did with it was write some code for it to do something slightly different with a different bit database. And it, it went from there. Uh, I haven't looked back. I haven't, I haven't reconsidered Amanda. And I've been with Bacula now for, I think, over two years. I'm not sure of the date. So when you look at the design of the more simplistic backup strategy, you're pretty much using the cron job to automate running probably a two-line bash script, essentially. <laughs> you know, something to tar it, something to copy it. Yep. Uh, what's the structure of a network backup system like Bacula? How, what are the pieces involved? There are four main pieces in Bacula. You have the director, which knows everything. Uh, it sort of replaces the, the cron tab. It knows all the machines that need to be backed up. It knows all the machines that it can back up to, and it knows about the database that will keep track of what has been backed up. I've just alluded to the other three components, but I'll go over them. Uh, you have, have the director, which knows everything. You have the file daemon, which supplies files that are supposed to be backed up. And you have the storage daemon, 
which stores the files that the file daemon gives it, and then you have the catalog. And the catalog is the list of all the files on all the machines that the director has backed up. To be technical, it's not actually the director that backs it up. It's the file daemon that backs up the files. But it's a fine point. And once you get further into Bacula, you can sort of figure out how the components talk to each other. The main thing that I liked about the Bacula solution was that it was four separate components, all of which communicate with each other over TCP IP, and all of which can reside on, on separate distinct boxes. And that makes it great for a network solution where you may have a really fast database server and you may have a really fast archiving machine, and you can set them all up and they communicate via TCP IP. doesn't matter where they are. It just works. There is another component called the console, and the console is what the system administrator uses to communicate with the director. And again, the console c communicates to the director through TCP IP, so the console can also be on any machine and talk to any director that's out there. Now, which piece resides on the workstations or server that you wish to back up? The file daemon goes on the, every machine that you want to back up. That's the smallest and most uncomplicated configuration of all the components, but it's the one that does all the work. It has to have access to all the files that you want to back up and or restore, so typically it runs as root. You can only talk to the file daemon if you have the shared secret, and that shared secret is not passed over in clear text. Um, it's done through encryption, and then you can say, okay, any data transferred out of the file daemon has to be encrypted, and you can also set it up so you can encrypt the file that's being passed as well. There's two aspects to the encryption. One is data transmission encryption, and the other is data storage encryption. And in current releases, you have data transport encryption, and in the next release, there will be data storage encryption. The file daemon is the one that goes on every machine that you need to back up. The storage daemon, typically you would have one of those in a small environment. Uh, Bacula can back up to either tape or to disk, and it makes no difference to the system whether you are backing up to tape or disk. It treats both medium uh, the same. So the storage daemon is set up, and it will back up to tape or disk or DVD or CD, whatever you want. And the director says, oh, okay, this job is supposed to be run now. It contacts the file daemon, tells it what files it is supposed to back up, and tells it what storage daemon it is supposed to talk to. The file daemon says, oh, okay, I know you, and you're authorized to tell me what to do. Okay, uh, here goes. Contacts the storage daemon, starts shoving files at it. The storage daemon saves all those files away, and then the catalog gets written to so that you have a record of what files were backed up when and from what server to what storage device. And what operating systems do these components run on? It's built to run on Unix, so whatever Unix you have, it should work. I know it runs on Linux. I know it runs on FreeBSD, NetBSD, and OpenBSD. I've seen people talking about Dragonfly BSD. I know it runs on Mac OS. There's a Windows client. I've seen people running it on Irix, Solaris, and I think someone has 
actually ported both the director and the storage daemon to Windows as well. So they've got a, a complete Windows solution working. Before someone did that, you always had to have your director and your storage daemon on, on Unix. But I don't think it's ready for production yet, but people are working for, to have your server components on Windows as well. So basically, if you're running BSD, this should work. I know there's packages for net, free, and I don't know about open. When you back stuff up using Bacula, are you also required to use Bacula to restore these files? The short answer is yes, but you don't need a, a full install of Bacula. There, there are command line utilities that you can use to extract data from Bacula tapes. The data on the tapes, I say tapes, but I mean volumes, whether it's a CD, a DVD, whatever. The data format within the volumes is, quote, proprietary, unquote. It's published, it's released, everyone knows what the format is, but it's not dump, it's not tar, it's something entirely different. The reasons for doing this is to achieve platform independence. doesn't matter what platform you're restoring to or backing up. It all goes and comes from the same format. So you don't have any problems in being able to transfer, say, from a Solaris file system to a FreeBSD system or vice versa. The data is just there, and it gets sent or stored. There's no problem. The command line utility that you would use is, say, say your entire Bacula installation was destroyed and all you have is the tape, then all you need to do is use the utility B-Extract, and that will actually pull data from the tape. Typically, what, what you do in such an instance is you go to the tape, you pull off your catalog backup, which is normally best practice is to back up your catalog after each night's backups. So you restore the catalog, then you can pull anything you want off any tape you want because the catalog is your index into the tapes. But like I said, last chance, failure, everything's gone. You can use this command line utility called B-Extract, which comes with Bacula. If you didn't back up your index or your catalog, can you still re-index the tape? Yes, you can. It's a very long process, especially if you have huge tapes, but it can be done. You, you can recreate your catalog from your tapes. From memory, I can't remember how to do it, but people ask this question frequently, and it can be done. And I'm also assuming that Bacula supports a lot of the you know, standard features of a backup system, such as differential and, you know, incremental backups and all that other wonderful complexity. It does. I can speak about the FreeBSD port because that's what I use. It should work right out of the box. If you do make install and you get it running and you start up the daemons, it should just work. There shouldn't be any configuration settings needing to be required. You should be able to just label a volume on your hard drive and then run a backup. And the, what it'll backup is your install directory for Sysutils Bacula server. So basically it'll backup all the files that were created during the build process. Right out of the box it comes set to do a full backup at the beginning of the month, uh, incrementals every Friday and differentials every other day. I may have incremental and differential mixed up, but that's the default setup. But there's a full scheduling language within Bacula, 
and you, you say, listen, I want this backup run then, you can say I want a full increment or differential. There is also, with a new release about to come out, the concept of a migration job where you back up to one pool and then migrate that job to another pool later, which is useful, say, if you want to back up to disk and then migrate the backup to tape later on, or indeed from one tape to another at some future date. And is it possible to back up from one operating system and one file system to a different operating system and a different file system? shouldn't be any problem. When you do a backup, you put it onto a backup volume, and then when you go to run a restore job, you have the opportunity to change the client that it is restored to, um, where on the drive it goes. You, know, you, you can specify var temp bacula, and it'll put everything in there. Or you can just specify the root directory, in, in which case all the files will be restored to their original locations. It's quite flexible in that regard, and sometimes people use the restore to a different client to actually migrate applications from an old server to a new server in a very easy manner. And how is the catalog stored? When I first got involved, Bacula used either SQLite or MySQL. The table structures are pretty simple. It uses a database. It says, here's this job. This job ran on this date. Here is a list of all the files that were backed up by this job. This is where those files are located. They're on tapes A, B, and C. The catalog is self-pruning in that it doesn't just grow and grow and grow. You set a retention period on the catalog and say, okay, I want to keep track of everything I've backed up over the last two years. So once your oldest backup becomes two years old, it starts dropping that information from the catalog. That information is still on your volume. It's still held in a backup. It's just that you cannot use the catalog index to find out that you backed up Slack, etc., rc.conf three years ago. You'll be able to see everything that you backed up in the past two years, but not anything older than that. When I got involved with Bacula, the first thing I did was write a Postgres plugin. So Bacula now has a choice of SQLite, MySQL, or Postgres. And other people are thinking about, okay, why don't we do DB2 or Oracle? In short, there's no reason why those cannot be used. All you have to do is write the plugin for it, and it, it should just work. You know, database and, and SQL quirks aside, it should just work. Are there any graphical utilities for managing Bacula? There's a few for doing restores and for monitoring the results of previous backups, but there, there isn't a, a full all-in-one GUI tool, no. People want that, and there's ongoing work in doing that, but most of the effort seems to be in writing the underlying command line tools and daemons. I use something called Bacula Web to monitor the results of my jobs, but by and large, I use bconsole, which is a command line uh, character-based utility, and that does everything that I need. And how is Bacula licensed? It's a GPL. It's a slightly modified version, I think, of the GPL2 license, but 
that's on the website and you can check for sure. The license doesn't really bother me, but um, some people have looked at uh, including it in in third-party products, and they just have to be aware that it is GPL'd. All right. Well, are there any other topics that you want to cover today? One of the biggest things that people want to do with backups is laptops. How do I back up my laptop? And people often ask, how can the file daemon initiate a backup? At the moment, the file daemon can't do that. But what you can do is give that client a restricted access B console. And what you do is you write a little shell script, which launches B console, which then talks to the director and starts up the job. So if you have a laptop and you want it backed up whenever the user starts up, basically what you do is you have a startup script which waits until the network connection is running, and then it contacts the director and starts the job. It should be fairly simple to do because all these command line utilities are just parameter-driven. You echo in, into the utility what you want, and you should be able to run the job. There is a project underway to allow the file daemon to initiate jobs so that you don't have to run bconsole. But that's, I think that's project number six on the list of things to do. And at the moment, we're only handling projects one through five. And most of them should be available with the next release. Well, thank you very much for coming back on the podcast and speaking with me today. Oh, you're welcome. Always glad to talk to you. Enjoy your show. All right, and hopefully we can uh, catch up again as the next BSD can starts to move uh, yes. closer. Yes, indeed. All right, great. Well, thanks again. Okay, you're welcome. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com, or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 67.